Hello and welcome to the Michael Mamas Show. I'm your host, uh, Michael Mamas, and we're coming to you from Mount Soma, home of the Sri Sameshwara Temple in the mountains of Western North Carolina. And uh, uh, it's a sunny, warm day today, beautiful day. I want to go outside and do a little garden work after we finish the podcast. Um, so today's um, topic you know, there's so much going on in the world and gee, I mean, we, Scotty, we could easily do an hour show every day. You know what I mean? I mean, they're just one, one topic at a time, you know, <laughs> I know but, just, uh, but there wasn't enough. They, they threw in a few more things. Yeah, you know? man, it's unbelievable, you know? Um, but at any rate today, you know, there's, I really like Willie Nelson, you know, uh, He's got an interesting career, you know. He started out with uh, kind of hee-haw, bluegrass type or country type stuff, and I don't know what he's doing, what you'd even call it now. But um, I tried learning some of his stuff on guitar. I'm not a very good guitarist, but I, but he's he's just found such a niche, and it's so coming from so deep inside of him, and the scales he uses and things. I really, it's beyond me, you know, what he's doing. Uh, not to mention Carlos Santana. But at any rate, today what we're going to do is a takeoff on his song, Angel Flying Too Close to the to the Ground. You know that song, Scotty? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's a beautiful song. And, uh, you know, one thing I, I love about it is, um, you know, like, like it says that, you know, the kingdom of heaven dwells with it, within essentially we are all angels, you know, and, uh, uh, deep inside there's that inner divinity that we all love and protect and feel. Uh, but you know, in the world today, people can get, uh, distracted. There's again, so much going on. And, uh, I think largely, you know, television, the internet, I mean, think about it before TV, before the internet, People had their little worlds, their little communities, and uh, they didn't see, you know, way far beyond that, really. I mean, not that the degree we do now and not the exposure that we have now to different cultures and different subcultures. You know, there's a guy, a wonderful man, uh, and I was talking with uh, his wife, actually, on the, on the phone or through the Internet, actually, um, just the other day. And she made some comment because they've moved several times and talking about her husband. He said he's he said he's just looking for a neighborhood like the neighborhood he grew up in as a kid. And uh, well, in one sense, I think everything is profound, but certainly that um, touched a chord with me. And it kind of resonates with what we're talking about is that things have changed so much, Scotty. Uh, I had the same experience when I was a kid. I mean, there was our neighborhood and, you know, it was kind of like birds of a feather flocking together, people of common mind. And uh, it created a real wonderful feeling of community. Can you relate to that, Scotty? Completely. You know, when the pandemic started, we pulled the kids out of school, but we actually found it with, with, uh, in some sort. It's a good point. Well, that were looking for the same thing. Yeah, you you uh, now your kids are doing a homeschooling with a bunch of like-minded parents. 
Yeah. And uh, uh, how's that feel, Scotty? Amazing. Amazing, good, or amazing, bad? Amazing, good. You like, know, because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and let's see if we can explore this a little bit. Good, what? What's good about it? What? I mean, stick with the feeling. How does it feel? Well, it feels good that you can talk about things without like upset there the people we found i don't know if it was just an anomaly or whatever but you can talk about things you can not see eye to eye on things and still be okay but there's a commonality of a theme of of what we're doing for the kids that's kind of i don't know yeah. kind of permeates yeah. everything I, I think the point is where 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 do you find in your body and your being where do you find that commonality is it in your brain you all think alike and and maybe that's true but is that where it's really centered or does it resonate with some other part of your being like your yeah. heart yeah no that it definitely feels like it's coming from a deeper place yeah you know because even yeah. things that you don't agree on you just okay that's the way you want it that's fine you know it's funny so, because see that's what a community is a community is where people can commune and and uh now enter the internet enter um social media enter uh uh all these different viewpoints and everything on television and did you saw the movie i think i even mentioned this in a previous podcast the movie blue velvet scotty yeah yeah blue velvet is about these people that lived in a neighborhood like the one we're talking about, really. It was kind of like idyllic and, you know, uh, but then what happened is there's this other group of people. And in this movie, it was extreme, you know, Dennis Hopper and drugs and just really kind of a twisted other yeah. subculture, but somehow they got intermingled and uh, uh, it just created chaos, you know? And, we're in delicate terrain here, I admit, but I think it's something that's really important to talk about. So bear with me. And again, I speak freely and uh, I'm not trying to even say everything exactly right and detail it with precision because that's up to what you feel in your heart as the viewer, as the listener. Uh, we're just pointing in a direction for you to explore on your own. But, you know, it comes to mind, for example, also um, the whole European crisis, really. This whole experiment they did, you know, with um, uh, people, you know, infiltrating Europe and Sweden and France and all England and all over with people from different cultures and sort of an open-minded, sort of a global kind of perspective and, and the disaster that it turned out to be. And... Uh, I think we can really learn from that and not not in a simplistic sense, but in a deeper sense that when all these different cultures and subcultures and even communities in different parts of the nation, you know, when they all start to blur and intermingle, what can happen? And I know I'm know I'm walking delicate ground here, but it's such an important point if we can convey it. What can happen then is that 
people start to lose touch with that um, fine fabric of their own um, uh, heartfelt, what they resonate with. You know, when I was uh, with my teacher, he, he once said, because um, we were a bunch of Westerners there, you know, and uh, uh, listening to him. And he, he said, you're not Hindus, even though he was Hindu. He said, you're not Hindus. He says, both of you are Christian. And uh, uh, he didn't want that to change, even though, like, look at me. I, I, I was brought up uh, uh, Christian Orthodox. And uh, what am I doing with my life? I built a Shiva temple. I'm building an enlightened city, all based upon uh, Vedic parameters. But I don't call myself a, a Hindu. I'm a Christian. And uh, uh, if you can get this, a big, how do I know that? Because, you know, in one very simple sense, you could say that because I resonate with Christmas. I resonate with the Christian holidays. I feel that in the in the fabric of my existence, uh, in in the atmosphere, uh, uh, it, it's such that Scotty, that deep place in my being that you were talking about with respect to this community that you found, yeah. you know, yeah, and and uh, what happens then if we start? It's one thing. I'm not talking about. Um, prejudice. I'm not talking about bias. I'm not talking about phobias or judgmentalness. In fact, quite the opposite, you know, there can be a communion with other cultures and subcultures and orientations, but nevertheless, not to the extent that we start to lose our sense of our own inner fiber, who it is and what it is we really, really are in that deep heartfelt level of our being. And that is not as easy to access as we may think because we think so much. And we um, look at a different culture, for example, or a different subculture and say, well, they're this way and that's cool. So maybe we should be a little bit more that way. And uh, uh, maybe we should be a little bit more that way. And what happens then is if, if you keep doing that and keep living that way and then we'll, you know, television exposures, uh, internet exposure, social media, everywhere we turn, we start to lose the connection with the depth of our being and rational eyes, how it is we think we should be to be a, a better uh, person. Uh, taking that too far, then you get into the things with, you know, phobias and uh, bigotry and all those terrible things, you know. But there's a difference between a phobia and a natural affinity or aversion. Just because, for example, Scotty, you're with a brunette woman, so that doesn't mean you have a blondophobia. You know, it just, uh, there might be a, a, a natural appreciation or gravitation in a certain direction. Uh, and it's it's not a phobia, and that that applies across the board to so many things that now you know if you're, geez, uh, 
look at the Islamophobic, homophobic. Uh, what are some of the other phobias, Scott? Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> Whiteophobic, you know, from uh, some people. It just goes on and on. And, sure. and, and, uh, and so then what happens is if you have your own community, Scotty, like you do with these people and you get along with, then you can be start to be labeled as a phobic of anything else. And that's not the way it works. Yeah. You know, and so finding that fine fabric in the depth of your being, your home, and it's, it's not so easy to do, really, because we're so distracted by all these indoctrinations. You know, it's an interesting thing. You could, um, with the advent of all these nuclear weapons, world wars really make no sense ever, even though they never really made sense, but even now more so, they make no sense to be fought on an outward weaponry, no holds barred level of nuclear warfare. So what happens then, and actually Nikita Khrushchev, I've talked about this, referred to it um, back in the 50s, you know, right after nuclear weapons were invented and that. And he was saying that um, of his enemies, you know, he was Russian and the he was Soviet Union and his enemy was the U.S. And he said, we will bury you from within. Uh, and, and so what happens? How, what's the mechanic of that? It's really very interesting is that these different... Um, uh, subcultural beliefs, cultural beliefs, worldviews, uh, notions of, for example, phobias or uh, uh, convictions of one kind or another uh, start to infiltrate. And then, of course, now we get off on a tangent about that, then with the whole drug culture. I mean, you think about it. There are so many drugs in this country I mean, it's almost like what every time, statistically speaking, every time you walk into a grocery store, half of those people are on drugs or have been within the past, what, 24 hours. I mean, it's just crazy. And see what happens with that, the way that affects the mentality is that people get off in ivory tower tangents of mentalities that, you know, kind of like pipe dreams or what do they call them? Scotty, uh, trips, drug trips or whatever that people get. And that's how they start to form their, their value system. And, uh, 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 so what it does is it starts to erode the cultural integrity of the communities and of the individuals. So what it's really about then is finding your home and, and, uh, you know, for people, for most people who've had a reasonably good childhood, it, there, there are certain norms and certain values and certain qualities there, you know, chicken soup for the soul kind of an idea. Uh, what comfort foods, things that kind of resonate and kind of bring up, sort of elicit even that feeling that everything is well and noisy put, this is my home, this is how I live, this is what I believe, you know, um, um, it's sort of a back to basics kind of a thing. And now everybody can access that in, in one way or another, even if somebody, you know, had a horrible childhood, for example, or whatever, uh, that home value is, is there 
deep within us. It's a little hard to access if we don't have a cultural base that nourished and supported us as a child. But we still we still find it and we still live by it and we still keep it simple. And we are always must be on on a. is guard the right word for this idea that we get off on these intellectual tangents of, you know, how people are supposed to think or how people are supposed to believe or what you're supposed to have an affinity for and what you're not supposed to have an aversion to. Uh, And we're not talking about going wild here. Uh, I'd like to say, for example, um, racism. Racism is cultural integrity gone insane but there's still a value of cultural integrity. Uh, uh, Italians get together like in The Godfather and they have certain celebrations and things and there's a a cultural beauty to that and it's woven right into the fabric of the people's beings. It's not a bad thing. It's not a narrow-minded thing. It's a beautiful thing. And so you see, isn't it interesting that we can still, uh, as human beings, it's, it's like, unity within the midst of diversity. We can still have our own cultural integrity, but that doesn't mean that we don't have on a certain other level a feeling of union with all humanity. It doesn't mean that anything outside of our culture we judge is bad, you see? Am I making sense here, Scotty? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Anything you want to add to it? No, it's uh, it's funny because I grew up in an area of New Mexico where there was a huge Italian American community that came out from New York, hmm. and it was amazing. You know, just everybody would get. You know, they all got together. They all, you know, just the purity of that aspect of their lives was amazing. You know. Yeah, and I can relate to that, and 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 at the same time. I mean, I can go there and I could absolutely enjoy that and be friends and and yeah. But there's always something that it may not be part of your culture, right? And yeah, and, yeah, and, and so it it is different. And uh, uh, but when we start to abandon our own heritage, our own family, uh, uh-huh. it's it's at a great it's at a great cost, you know. You know, I was. I noticed, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not uncommon for particularly women, I think, but men to to wear a Christian cross, you know. And uh, I have thoughts about that, you know, because on the one level, to my experience, a lot of times if you try to get into the rigors of the intellectual understanding of what Christianity is or anything like that, at some point it's, it, I don't know, not for everybody. I mean, the knowledge is there for sure. But for so many people, it's just not as deep as they want to go. And uh, uh, so, so but, but nevertheless, they cherish their Christian upbringing so much. Then they just don't want to have to get into the intellectual rig- rigors you know, what was it? George Carlin, I guess, did a really funny spoof on, you know, God from a Christian perspective and how he loves you and and all this and he forgives you of your sins and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, then there are these commandments. And if you uh, don't obey them, he will condemn you to hell for eternity. You know, and the way he said it was, it was just so kind of ironic, you know, 
But 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 so back to the wearing of the Christian cross, then what does that mean really to these people? And I really think it speaks to that feeling. The feeling that we're talking about here, Scotty, that, that yeah. there's a deep value in the heart and the soul, and to them, their Christianity, that cross they're wearing, it just supports that, states that, reinforces that, upholds that. And they realize that that is something profoundly precious and profoundly divine. And it's almost even in some sense, even more beautiful in a way that just the abstraction of that, the feeling of that doesn't need to have a analysis of a physicist to show unified field. And it's all coming from that one thing. And that one thing is Christ. You know, I mean, that's all cool. But just that feeling feeds life so much. And, and, and isn't it a shame then that so many people have got, gotten away from that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's really the message that I'd, I'd like to convey and, and what I really think we all do well, all of us do well to uh, reflect on and think about. And keep in mind, you know, I'm sure there's a one-liner somewhere in this podcast that you could hear and grab onto and say, oh, that's terrible. I don't believe that. Please don't do that. We're just pointing in a direction. We're exploring a terrain. And then now it's for you to find it within your own self, uh, the, the, the truth that might be there. And uh, uh, perhaps you'll find some things. Oh, he could have said this a little better. And that's fine. I'm sure you can do that, too. But let's take the essence of the message, because the essence of the message, I think, is extremely important. And uh, with that, I think that's it. Unless there's anything else, Scotty. We'll no. follow the podcast. Thanks for listening.